Luca Luca Lynn Ali Cranianius. And that's exactly, that's exactly how what it's That's named. exactly what it's named. Oh, it's an Ali Cananius. It's an Ali Cananius. Yankees. You're listening to the Dude Nature Podcast. Everyone, welcome to the Dude Nature Podcast. We are here, as always, in the reactor. I am with my brother, Adam. Adam, say hello to the people. Say hello to the ladies and gentlemen. Hello, people. Hello, ladies. Hello, gentlemen. Guys, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not sure what you're drinking for coffee. Okay, but whatever it is, it'd be better if it was Four Sigmatic coffee. Right now, we are our podcast. We're sponsored by Four Sigmatic. Thank you, Four Sigmatic. Go to foursigmatic.com. Use offer code Dude Nature. That's Dude Nature, all one word. To get 10% off for Sigmatic, just have a better time with your coffee. Okay? And I have a very special announcement. We finally got mugs made, Adam. Adam, you've seen the mugs. Yeah. Okay. If you guys want a diner quality mug that says Dude Nature Podcast. Diner quality mug. Let me tell you. Thick rim. Let me tell you. We had to look around to get the good mug because we didn't want to get that that, the poop mug. You know, the, the shitty mugs they usually get in the office? We got diner quality ass mugs Mugsy, with do nature Mugsy on it. Bugs. Mugsy bugs. Okay, we're giving them away for free. All you have to do by the time this episode comes out, there'll be an Instagram post on our Instagram. Just go ahead and like that post, and then I will reach out to you, and you get a free mug. And these mugs are like twenty five bucks. Free. So you're welcome. You're welcome, people, and thank you for listening to the podcast. Free as a bird. Free as a bird. These mugs are dope. They're dope, so dope, sick. dope. They're dope, so dope. sick. Love to drink coffee or tea out of them. Very thick diner quality mugs. We're talking. All you gotta about do. Here. Just like the post. Just like the and post. And I'll message you. That's right. We'll get your address. Adam. Yeah. What are your gripes? Um, I'm just going to repeat an old gripe because I think it is worth repeating. Please don't throw away your dog poo in the lobby of the apartment building. It makes the entire building smell like dog poo. Please stop doing it. I really appreciate it. That's my gripe. What is your gripe? An oldie but a goldie. An oldie I have another oldie but a goldie. One-way trails. Okay. If there's a trail that it, that's one way because of Rona and then I have to walk back on the road. Like you go down the trail and you take the road back. I'm just not going to do it. I'm just going to run down the trail. I also don't get why we're doing it. So there it is. Two goldies, but two oldies. Two oldies, but two goldies. La, 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 la. Get your mug. Adam. Yes. You ready to play a game? I am ready to play a game. Okay. We're going to play a game called Name That River. Okay. I'm going to tell you a movie. The Phalanges. The the Yankties. The Yankties? <laughs> Is it the Yankties? <laughs> What's the Yankties, Adam? Yankees nuts. <laughs> the Yankees River. All right. Yeah. I'm going to name a movie, and okay. you tell me the river that's in it, okay? Friday Night Lights. Yeah, almost. Bo- Booby Miles. Yeah, okay. A, r- a river runs through it with Brad Pitt. Yeah. What's the river in that? Is it the wow. Blackhand River or the Blackfoot River? Okay, so we're talking about... Shouts is... out to you, listener, if you know this answer right off the bat. Uh, Norman Norman something wrote this. Not Norman Blake, the guitarist. Norman Mailer is the author. Norman Yankties. Norman Yankties. Um, it's a river in Montana, and the river is... Yankties nuts. 
the the black the Blackfoot River. Very good. It's the Blackfoot River. Mm-hmm. Okay. Point one to you. There you go. Next one. One point. Mud, starring Mud. Matthew, Sorry, Matthew 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 McConaughey. Okay. Set in the South, featuring a very famous river. Oh. Literally the island that Mud is on. You know when the boys find him. M i s s i s s i p p i. That's exactly right. Okay. Oh, you're doing you're doing good. Yeah. I, I would not have gotten that one. I'm like I. The Mississippi River goes out of my head. Oh, an amazing guesser. Terminator 2. Oh, okay. The scene where Arnold is on the like the bridge. Not the bridge, the overpass. And he say he saves the kid. Don't remember it. Okay. But let's roll with it. Alright, let's alright, let's do another one. It's the same river is in this one. Greece. Mm-hmm. The final race scene where Sandy is sitting on the concrete side and she like finally decides to be a bad girl. Sandy? Are we talking about Sandy Vagina? The author? <laughs> the author, Sandy Vagina? That's right. That's Who's Sandy? About. All right. Well, Adam, that river's a Los Angeles river. Who's Sandy? Who's Sandy? Yeah. Sa- Sandy, remember that she's the good girl in Greece. Oh, why didn't you just say the movie? You could have said the movie would have That's been That's what nice. I thought. Greece, everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. Yeah. 525,000. 600 minutes. Wrong, wrong musical. That's, no, no, That's no. from Rand. Rand, Rand, not Greece. If you said the Los Angeles River, River listener, you're correct. The Los Angeles River, it's like the one in car chases that has the very high concrete sides. Los Angeles. Adam, you know what I'm talking about. Though. Can no, you I imagine tell- it in your head? Yeah, it's totally. It's very... Uh, the concrete one? Yeah, it's very cinematic. Yeah. yeah. So, as of last week, the Los Angeles River announced that they're going to turn that river, that like concrete-sided like just thing, back into the riparian ecosystem that it used to be. Oh, they're going to take out the so, concrete so sides. So basically, check this out. Before 1937, yeah. that river was like just like a green zone. Just like a beautiful green zone. Okay. Then in 1937, it flooded and a bunch of people died. Oh, shit. And so they really? were like, dra- everyone was like, drain this river. Like, get rid of this thing. So they, you know, dug it down. They put in the concrete sides and everything. But that river is also a spawning place of steelhead trout, which are now endangered. So... They've probably been working on this for a while, but it was formally announced last week that they're going to they're gonna correct the river. They're going to bring it back to nature. How are they going to take out the concrete sides of the said river? I don't know exactly what they do. And some of the, some of the scientists were like, they thought that they should focus on other rivers that like weren't so, so aft, basically. Weren't so oofed? Yeah. Okay. But, That's really cool. Well, I, ho- I hope that goes... What trees are they going to plant on the sides? Like some Los Angeles native trees? I don't know, but it's crazy to think the Los Angeles River, the river that runs... 49 miles through Los Angeles County goes like underneath the city. Mm-hmm. It was like a huge steelhead trout spawning place. Yeah, but now doesn't it go through lots of industry and whatnot? Yeah, it does. So that's going to be a lot of work, but that's really cool. Yeah, it's dope. I'm down with that. Our topic today. Yeah. And we, and this is the first time the public is going to see one of these episodes, Adam. Wow, that is exciting. Yeah. Our topic is current size science news for March 28th to April 12th. Trying something a little bit different. Okay, we're going to talk about things that have just happened in science in the last two weeks. We have a packed episode, par usual. Packed full of bangers. We're, we're going to go into new things on this simulation hypothesis, which is are we living in a simulation? New stuff that happened last last two weeks. Then we're going to have halftime honey. Then coffee waste, saving the rainforest. Robot dogs, new dinosaur found. And a new fundamental law of physics found. All that, again, in the last two weeks. Adam. Yes. Your first section. Absolutely. New information. And yeah. are we living in a simulation? You ready? Let's do it. I'm ready. Let's fucking do it. 
So let's talk about some more simulation hypothesis shit. That's what I have written in my outline. Simulation hypothesis. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. There's new stuff on this. There's new stuff. And what do I mean by simulation hypothesis shit? Well, Noah, who's Nick Bostrom? Nick Bostrom is a dude who basically wrote that we were living in a simulation. And he wrote the original thesis on that. Right. He was the one that inspired Elon Musk to come out on Twitter and tweet his Twitterness and many others to comment on his paper. Basically, the paper goes like this. There are three postulates, and only one of them can be true. And here they are. One of them, this is all from the top of the head, by the way. This is not in the notes. I was going to say, do you remember the Nick Bostrom stuff? I kind of do. I don't remember each, each of the three things. So one of them is that either we are living in a simulation, or humanity, or not, sorry, not humanity, entities are not interested in running computer simulations. So either we're living in a simulation, entities being a superior race or something like that, they are not interested in running simulations, or three, that intelligent races will kill themselves by nuclear warfare, by starvation, by climate change before they get to the ability to run a simulation. So either we're going to die in a nuclear war or we're living in a simulation. Yeah, or races aren't interested in making simulations. Okay, well, that one, like, we know... That dumb. That, that's kind of dumb because we, we know like that, that, that is not true because... we make simulations of shit. Right, we play... All the time. We, we love playing computer board games. They're super fun, right? They're yeah, a simulation and, and for wait, entertainment. And, and just go, when you go on Google Maps and it tells you how long it's going to take you to get to somewhere. What does that have to do with the simulation? It's a simulation of past traffic patterns, Adam. Oh, okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah, I guess... Uh, Yankees. I, I don't I don't exact but that's not a simulation in like the way that we're talking about it right now where there's little you know ants scurrying along like the matrix like you are an ant inside of this computer program disagree but continue okay so I feel like we are past that one because I feel like we love making simulations I pl- I play a, a soccer simulation all the time football manager great game uh, baseball simulations you know I love to simulate and experience Grand Theft Auto is a simulation you know the Sims. Is Sim Simulation The Sims, right? Get it? Got weird it. shit, honestly. Good. No offense to you if you play The Sims, but if you play, it's just like, it's kind of weird. Why Why is it weird? Because you're like simulating but here's the thing. being a person, but I guess you could say it's weird that yeah. I play video, yeah. all these How other video games. Yeah, how is it less weird that I play a soccer management game where I get to experience what I like to be a soccer manager? Yeah. Like, how could you say that it's weird just yeah. to do yeah. household chores yeah, as you're, a Sim? You're probably right. Uh, Ashley, Ashley made fun of me. I, 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 I was playing, I'm playing Hitman 3. If any of you are playing, and I turn it on. It's your little Hitman game. And then my my, my fiance behind me was like, "Oh, it's oh, it's your little Hitman game. You like to be sneaky. You're sneaky. You're powerful. sneaky. You're a sneaky. You're a sneaky, powerful man. Sneaky man. And then I and then I didn't play it because you ruined the game for me. I was playing the new Mass Effect, and my girlfriend says she's like, "Oh, look, you're commuting. You're commuting in your little Mars rover, roving around. She's like, "Oh, that's so nice. You're driving." Because every time she looked at the screen, I was just driving, which says something about the game. It's true. You know, you should not play that game because you're just driving. When, <laughs> whenever I see her shows, though. I make fun of them because there's always women crying in her shows. If there's a show about women crying, my fiance will watch it. There's men crying in those shows too. There's just crying. There's just crying in general. It is crying per minute is how good the show is. Is cries per minute. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why I thought this right now. When's the last time you saw it? Have you ever seen Spinal Tap? I've never seen it. You've never seen it? What is that even about? It's, It's a fake documentary about a rock, a British rock band. It's like full of British, British, Britishy humor. It's really funny though. There's a scene where the band goes to the zoo and they look at the apes and they're like, they feast. It's a subculture that they feast primarily on bread. 
<laughs> it's really good. Had to be there. there. Had to be there. Okay. Other one? I don't know why. Woo! Anyway, tough one. Nick Bostrom, three different postulates. Okay. Nick Bostrom is a philosopher. He's not a physicist. And I think that a lot of this talk is philosophical, obviously. So how do you make progress on a philosophical problem? Problem. Problem. You have to frame it in a new light. And you can think of it in a different sort of way. And this is what I'm going to talk about here. So in this paper written by physicist Frank Wichek goes into how we might be able to see that we are living in a simulation right now and what that might look like. So what he says is that if we are living in a simulation, there should be some artifacts, he calls them artifacts, of the hardware that's lying underneath. So the bigger question really is, if this is a simulation, then what does the computer look like? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we on our, go and listen to the simulation episode if you want to learn more about this, where we talk about it more. But there is something called the Kardashev scale. And that is basically how much energy a civilization needs to produce something like this. And to produce a simulation as detailed as ours without getting into the nitty nitty bitty bitty gritty, they would need to surround multiple stars with solar panels called Dyson spheres to be able to generate to enough energy to get this power, right? So they'd be in an, an insanely like post-human civilization, very post-human, Yeah. right? We can't even get to the sun right now, let alone place solar panels around it. Anyway, so there should be some constraints in our simulation. So let's figure out what these constraints are on Earth. And in order to do that... Computing power constraints? Is that what you're talking about? Computing power constraints. Right? Okay, cool. So my example where we're going to start is we're going to talk about how binary works and how the limits of binary work. And then after that, we're going to talk about something that broke YouTube servers. It's a song that you are very familiar with because we're talking about constraints on systems. Mm -hmm. And then... We're going to bring it back and we're going to think about what a constraint on our simulation might be and how we could see it right now with our what, own eyes. What the compu- okay, what a constraint is on the one that we're, we're in, right? supposedly. Exactly. And this new thought happened in the last, last couple of weeks? Yeah, it's, it's a paper in the last couple of weeks. Cool. Okay. Right. So it's new. It's new. It's, it's pretty cool though, I thought. Um, so binary systems, right? In school, you were, count, you were taught to count to the number 10, right? You were... You were in the principal's office a lot, so you didn't really. The principal count. didn't. Do you didn't still know? Teach how, me. Do you know how to count ten? Tommy with a ruler. Can you tell people how you hold a pencil, like a gorilla? I hold a pencil like a gorilla, and that's because I was kicked out of class so much that I would just spend time in the principal's office. Like you're gripping a steel rod. I hold I hold a pencil like you would hold a pull-up bar. Right. I literally hold like it like ape. that. It's like a an, joke. Like an ape. Yeah. Sort of apish. So. Right, we can express numbers zero to nine in one column in regular counting. So do you do you know how binary works? Yeah, zero one, it's either zero or one. Right, because at the base of every computer is an electrical switch. It's either on or off. And how do you represent on or off in number format? Zero or one. Zero or one, right? Zero is being off. One is being on, okay? And then if you need to express a number that is greater than one, so if you have one column and you have the number one there, that's number one in binary. If you move columns, then that is two, all right? So if you have a number one in the two column, and a number one in the one column, what is your total numbers? What number does that represent? I have a number one in the one column. Yep. A number one in the two column. Yep. That's a two. Yep. And then a number one in the what? What was that's it? One? Just one in the two and one in the one. So three. There it is. Okay. So I fucking did it. I fucking did it. Right. 
So basically, that is a limit of the comp of the machinery right there, right? Fortunately, we can count to much higher numbers. And it would seem impossible that we could break a system, have a number so high that we could actually break a system, have too many buckets for those digits to be. But this was a problem for YouTube in 2014 when, do you remember this song right here? I'm going to play it. Oh my God. Fuck yeah. I'm excited. So this section is interactive. Yeah, it's pretty interactive. We're getting more interactive. And I load the video and you know what I you is. know what I hate you know what you I know hate it is a monologue. Do you know what I ha I hate? Yeah. When someone types on the keyboard, can, can I tell you something crazy? Yeah. You, I didn't hate it. Then you told me that when someone does the keyboard typing so sound, yeah, it's bad. You hate it. I don't like and it. Then, but listen to this. And then I started to hate it. Mm -hmm. I had never noticed it before. You had said something, and now you've like ruined my life. Chewing, chewing, humming, and keyboard sounds. Keyboard sound is I hate keyboard sound. Are you ready for the song? Yeah, let's go. Bang. And that's how you play the song. It really is. Oh my god. It broke the YouTube. It's broke YouTube. You never know what is going to go viral. Unless it's a boob. I mean, you know a boob and a butt. Well, video for the song is Okay, I don't know how to pronounce it, but this is good song. Korean pop artist Psy, and the song is Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style, Gangnam Style, okay? So basically, I'm gonna play this a little soft in the background as I keep going. Absolutely. So what happened is that YouTube, for the amount of views of a video, Oh shit, what? Really? You could only watch a video 2 billion times before oh, my the amount God. of buckets in the digit, so we did one column, two column, was completely filled up and you can't count any higher. It's a limit of the hardware, of the machinery. Really? Okay, so what happened in 2000, and I said 2014, I'm so sorry, it's 2012. What happened is that this song, by Psy, Korean pop artist, Gangnam Style, it broke the limit, the upper limit right there. So they had to increase the amount of memory that you can use for a for an integer, a digit. Is this the most watched YouTube video ever? It was then because it broke the limit. It so currently, oh, right. how, currently it has four billion views. Damn. Right. So now now it can have like over a trillion views without breaking it. <laughs> it is so funny that this stupid song. Four billion people. How dare you to call it? I a like it. Song. I like it. I'm just saying. It's it's crazy. There are some butts in this. I'm watching the video right now. Is it He's looking risk? at a butt and screaming. Is it risque? Is oh it risque? God, it's pretty good. You know that butt. It's not. It's not. What I sells. feel like his son is in it, but he's also looking at butts. His son's in it. Yeah. You're teaching your son to look at butts from a young age. That's how you get it done. That is how you get it done. Anyway, so what's the point of us talking about game style and style, right? We're talking about the limits of a system and how you can see those limits. So let's talk about our own system or our own simulation. Where can we see these limits? Do we have evidence for something like this? Some rule that exists that cannot be surpassed. Some evidence of a processor in our simulation where we cannot go past a certain limit and it's arbitrary. Oh. It doesn't make any sense. What is it? Oh, What is it? Well, I don't know if it's arbitrary, but there's a speed of light limit. It's exactly what it is. I'm the fucking man. I'm literally the fucking man. Okay, that is it. the speed of light. Yankties. Yankties nuts. Yankties nuts. Yankties the speed of nuts. At the, moving at the speed moving of Yankties. Moving at the speed of Yankties nuts. <laughs> the, uh, the speed of light is 300,000 kilometers per second, okay? So whatever container stores the memory of space as a simulation 
it seems we cannot do any calculations past 300,000 kilometers per second. So as you think about it, if an object is moving at speed of light, like a particle of light itself mm-hmm. moving at the speed of light, okay, that particle, once it's moving through space, it does operations on space as it moves. So if it passes, it passes space time, it passes like a comet and it, the and there's some sort of light on the comet, on the asteroid, then that is going to need to be calculations done. However, the limit of space seems to be that we cannot do calculations in our I Dyson see. Sphere processor Ooh, like so, e- any more than the speed of light. All right, so let me run it back. Sure, go what, ahead. What you're saying is that the speed of light is the limit for something to move because whatever's processing us, it can't process fast enough, basically, to keep up with running the simulation exactly. for something like that. Exactly. So could this, this be an artifact of the underlying hardware of the simulation? Into this. Yeah, into I, I, think, I think it was a very... It, it makes a lot of sense. Possible. Yeah, that's really cool. It's like an arbitrary law. Yeah. That you're like, why is this here? We should be able to go faster. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, that's cool. I thought that was the best point in the paper, for sure. There's a few other things that Frank touches on in his paper um, that are a little more out there, but I think that they're worth mentioning. Okay. For instance, why do we have simulations? Why do we have these experiences that we can get from outside? Why do we need them? Why do you play video games? Uh, just to, 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 I just need to relax. You just need to relax. Some people right? relax watching TV. I don't relax watching TV. I just think about things. So unless I'm occupied, like, you know what I mean? To chill. Yeah. To chillax. Yeah. To chillax. Chill the fuck out. Right. Yeah. So his argument was that because simulations are usually for someone, it's a simulation is a product for someone else. Yes. Since we are experiencing, we're experiencing people. It's called, have you heard of a word called qualia? Qualia is like the feeling of consciousness in your brain. Like you are conscious right now. You have qualia. Okay. Okay. That is, that's probably not exactly what it is, but I would love to be corrected on that. Please send us a message at Adam at dude nature.com. And I won't answer you. Send it to Noah instead. I don't know. Just, 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 <laughs> sure. Um, okay. Yeah. So qualia. So because that we are experiencing feeling folks, who have a consciousness, that that level of experience is a product for someone else, just like our own video games. So because we develop experiences in their products, our own experience is also maybe a product. Okay, yeah. As well, like maybe all this data that we're collecting in here is being sold to someone by some master, so, master okay, race. So are, are you about to say that because it's, because it's a product, there are limits on it because they're trying to make it economical? No. No, that's not what I'm saying. Fuck me. This one's a little more out there. Yankees. What I'm saying is that because we make simulations that are products, mm-hmm. this reality that we know is probably a product as well. Okay, but what does that mean? So what does that mean, Basil? That means that it's it's more philosophical evidence for us being in a simulation because why would we have consciousness if it's not to, quote unquote, sell it to another being? Why would we be data collecting machines if there isn't data being collected on us and sold? Yeah, like I said, this one's a little bit more out there, and I can see you kind of that literally, going that, way over. I don't your know head. why it just like broke my brain. I know. Do you know what I mean? I know. I I, I have, have like a note a, down here that like says hurts. for Noah, oversimplify like deeply for Noah. Yeah, oversimplify yeah. deeply. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have you seen how I hold a pencil? Would you would you try and explain like into that to oh, someone? That the paper holds a also, way I do? also touched on, of course, the Fermi. Do you want to just do your do ten seconds on the Fermi? The Fermi paradox is basically why haven't we found aliens yet? Mm-hmm. 
And when you think about the universe and some of the laws of the universe and radio waves and how far they travel, how far our waves have traveled and everything, it's really weird why we haven't seen seen, seen aliens. Or seen any sign of them. Or heard anything. We have heard nothing from them. If there's aliens that have solar panels surrounding a sun, multiple suns as Dyson spheres. Probably see it. We would probably have seen them by now. Fermi paradox, evidence that we were in a simulation, maybe. Okay, that was also in this paper. Anyway, so wrapping it up, I thought the most compelling thing was that the speed of light could be a sign of some underlying hardware for us being in a simulation. And there you go. And that was a paper published in the last couple of weeks. That's right. Frank Very cool. Will check. Very fucking cool. Good update on that. Okay, so, oh, it's your halftime, honey, actually. Yeah. You want to give the intro? Yeah, after after the music. You get, I want the music. Okay. Give me music. We are going to take a quick break, and after the break, it is time for the halftime, honey. I got a good one, too. Holy What the hell shit. is that? Talk about a brain. And we're back. Right, Noah. Yeah, you're so used to going. <laughs> Guys, this halftime honey. This halftime honey is very special. Yes, it is. I actually realized that we need we needed to do a, a full episode on this, but this halftime honey goes to the Park Rangers of Virunga National Park. Mm. If you never heard of heard of Chimpanzee? Virunga National Chimpanzee. Park, okay, it's a two million acre expanse of wilderness along the Democratic Democratic Republic of Congo's eastern border. Over the past twenty five years. Over 200 rangers have been killed. Holy shit. Yeah, protecting the park from militia groups. 200? Yeah, over oh, um, past 25 years, over 200 rangers have been killed. So, so basically, dude, there's this there is a Netflix documentary on it. Yeah. Virunga, it's it's really amazing. I there really should be more shit on this. Basically, it's a humongous park with amazing wildlife and the rangers there are at war protecting it. It's a constant war. It's like how Israel was. Back in the day, it's like it's it is a, it's it's a constant war for them to protect the park. Is it from from poachers, dude? It's from militia groups that want to come in, and there's this really rare fish in one of the lakes there. Whoa. They want to come in, get the fish, and sell it. Um, then there's of course poachers, hunters, and illegal loggers that want to cut down the trees and sell some of the rare trees. What, what are some of the animals that live in the forest? Is it it's a chimp, a gorilla? Yes, uh, gorilla champs. Champ, everything. It's like a, it's like a pristine wilderness. Bofa, Bofa, Yankees. Any, any there's Bofas. Candace Johnson, Candace Johnson. Yeah. So this year alone, Bofa these nuts. Adam, this year alone, twenty one rangers have been killed. Jesus. So they're it's terrible. It, yeah, it's it's twenty one of them have been 21 killed. Twenty one have been killed. killed this year. Just killed. Twenty one have been killed this year. Over the last twenty five years, two hundred rangers have been killed. How big is the park? Is it's it a, two million acres. Oh man, I can't even put that in context. Do you know how big Yosemite is in acreage? No, no, I don't. Remember, I talked about the sounds of typing earlier. Yo- Yosemite is seventy six, seven hundred in about seven hundred and sixty thousand acres. So this park is more than twice the size of Yosemite. Yeah, that's crazy because Yosemite is huge. Yeah, so this is a humongous park with some epic wilderness, and these people are are these rangers are at war defending it. Okay. All so the time. So our toast goes out to the Rangers. So our toast goes out to you, Rangers. You guys rock. We need to do an episode on it. 
This is to you, ladies so and gentlemen. Sad. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We love you guys. And what are we drinking? We are drinking, of course, the Jack Daniels Honey. For Sigmatic, when you make a alcohol, we will be sure to drink that at this point in time. Until then. Until then. Look, I am. Look, I am. Sad Virunga Forest. Sad chimpanzee and gorilla. Isn't that crazy? 21 have been killed. So, in Virunga, why I bring this up, six months ago, 600 elephants returned to the park, migrating from a neighboring park. Um, this is a huge sign because elephants, uh, they get like really, really, really scared of gunfire. Oh. So even if there's not like war, and as you can tell, the Rangers are in constant war with militia groups out there. Yeah. If you like went and joined the Rangers, you're, you're going to see some action out there as a park. If you look at pictures of these park it's rangers. It's more like a Texas Ranger than a park ranger. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. If you look at the pictures of these park rangers, I mean, they're, they're, they're ready to go. I can't imagine what this life to, is like. To defend the But the they're forest. like, they're literally giving their lives to defend it. It's crazy. Um, God, I'm glad, glad we live in the, the wonderful United States of America. It's crazy shit. Anyway, the elephants, so 600 elephants returned. Elephants are, get very, very afraid from gunfire. And mm-hmm. so it's a huge sign that the park's doing well. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, so six months ago, 600 elephants came back. And then six months later, now they're still in the park, which shows that they feel secure. Before the 600 elephants came in, Virunga only had 150 elephants. Aww. So it's awesome. Um, as the park director, Emmanuel Demerode said, there has been no great... Well, now it's a happy point. Oh. Yeah, wrong, I don't know about that music for now? No, yeah, because now it's a happy point. Give me something happy. Give me something happy. Give me G- Gangnam Style in the background. Right, you still right. got it. Ready? There it is. Yeah, elephants are back. <laughs> elephants are back, baby. As Emmanuel Demerode said, there has been no greater expression of Virunga coming back to life. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, that's so good. As he says, I arrived at the Congo 30 years ago, and I've never seen anything like this. Um, that same man, Emmanuel, guess what? He was shot in 2014 no, no. in an attempted assassination attempt. So when you think oh about God. parks in the U.S., you think about these, these dudes chilling, you know, chilling, drinking coffee out there in their little ranger station. The park director of the Virunga Park, someone they tried to assassinate him. This shit's fucking insane. Yeah. So that's an episode. That's, so that's an episode for sure. That is an episode right there. That's an episode. For write sure. that down. Yeah, write that shit down. Um, there is a good Netflix documentary on it. What's it called? Virunga. Okay. It's good shit. Um, and now we're gonna talk about coffee pulp. Okay, we're going back to the news. Back to the last two weeks. Co- coffee pulp. Yeah. Back to the last two weeks. We're talking about coffee pulp restoring the rainforest. An experiment last week concluded test- testing whether coffee pulp, which is which is a leftover, it's like a waste product of coffee. Um, if that coffee waste product could help bring back Costa Rica's rainforest. Dr. Rebecca Cole from the University of Hawaii was a lead author on the paper. And basically, coffee pulp, it like supercharges the the, the rainforest. So what what is coffee? Is it the bean? Yeah, my bad. The discarded I'm going to stop saying coffee pulp. It's just coffee waste. It's a, it's, okay. It is a waste product from making coffee. It's like the the outside of the bean? Or just whatever didn't get roasted. Yeah, it's it's whatever. It's a waste product from the bean. From the bean, sure. Okay, waste product from the bean. Okay, okay, got it. So when you compare, they spread the co- the waste product over like an area of rainforest. Costa Rica mm. makes a lot of coffee. This is in Costa Rica. Yeah. So they got a lot of coffee waste. Got it. Yeah, a lot of coffee okay. waste. So they took an area and they spread this coffee waste over it, and they took another area. They didn't put the coffee waste on, on, over it. They waited two years. Okay. Oh, okay. The area without the coffee waste on it 
it only the trees in it only grew to cover 20% of the area in canopy cover. These are really fast growing trees. Mm-hmm. Okay, two years, trees only grew to, to cover 20% of it. The area, however, that had coffee pulp on it, the trees had grown so large that actually 80% of that entire area was covered in canopy. 80%? Yeah, so about four times, it, it made the trees grow about four times faster. Oh, why is it so lit? Why is it Isn't why that is fucking coffee so good? And the, the cool shit is this was like just published last week. Does it have anything to do with the caffeine? I think what, what they were saying. Infecting I, the forest? I did, I did read a little bit. My stupid brain. I'll read a little more into it. Um, the coffee waste actually like. Brain it, is not stupid. It's just slow. It kills a lot of the competing grasses. It kills a lot of the grasses. Oh. Actually when they lay it down. And so the trees are able to grow. But the trees are what we want in here. So anyway, for some reason, coffee waste in Costa Rica seems to help the rainforest grow. That is amazing. Cool what, a, what a great discovery that is. Great discovery I mean, last week. I'm sure there's tons of waste all over the place, right? Yeah. That we can use to help our forests grow. Let's get yeah, that to tight. Can we get that to Brazil? Can we get that to Brazil? Right, we got to ship that shit to Brazil. Uh, that, that, that's really cool. God, I would love to do more looking into that and why the coffee bean is actually helping the forest grow. Do you think that the coffee bean is is like caffeinating the mushrooms, which are the architects of our entire existence and the forest, and making them produce mycorrhizal networks and therefore making the canopy grow and therefore we're living in a simulation sure yeah i like that i don't know hey robot dogs talk about robot dogs i got minor minor quick i got a lot of my no, i like quick. it I like minor quick we're quick fire okay yeah. last week we're talking about robot dogs now last week tidal air force base in florida announced that it will switch the patrol of its perimeter from people to quadruped dog-like robots Oh, if you shit, who, have you guys seen the Boston Dynamic robot? Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Who's seen the Boston about. Dynamic robot? Oh, God. out there, it's so terrifying. If you haven't seen it, it literally looks it looks like a dog. Does it's it it's just a dog. dog. No, it, it looks like a dog without the head of a dog. That's what it really looks like, right? Got it. Yeah. Okay, so just imagine a dog. Take out the head, make it a machine, and God, that is so dystopian. Is yeah, that, it's not that's great. Skynet. That's some Skynet level of shit, right? Yeah. There. So anyway, Skynet, the Skynet dog, it's semi-autonomous. Um, Semi-autonomous? They, yeah, they have sensors that help them navigate the route that is set out for them on their own. Um, another thought is they might control some of these dogs with a VR headset. So there might be a human inside just controlling dogs running around the perimeter. Oh, man. <laughs> um, just like a dog, if if the robot dog, if the Skynet dog picks up on like an intruder coming into the Air Force Base. What does it do? It can crouch and crawl underneath the grass <laughs> so it can, can like conceal itself. So how does it attack? Does it have like missiles on it? It's it, or, it it's a little hush hush hush. Uh-huh. Like it was hard to find info on it. Oh yeah. But basically, it this Air Force base is going to start being patrolled by dogs, by robot dogs, by robot dogs. Um, it kind of led me down a rabbit hole, to be honest with you, about robots being used for war- warfare. And there is one thing I do have. There's one thing I do have to mention. Absolutely. There has been an autonomous uh, anti-submarine ship developed. Oh, submarines. This is like yeah. We are, we're back. Me, we're back. Us. We're back to subs, yeah, baby. Always. This is okay. So this ship. This ship is an autonomous ship that has, has been developed and tested now. Thomas meaning it, it just goes on its own. You take this ship and you just go and it goes and hunts shit out, 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 in, the, out in the ocean. Okay? Um, it basically looks like a catamaran. Take, take, take a, just a, a big-ass catamaran and take the sail off. Take a catamaran, okay. take the sail off, and make one side of the catamaran really long. Okay, so it's not it's not a submersible. It's on the surface. It's on the surface. That's so okay. So what's it doing? Yeah. So 
basically to keep a naval destroyer in operation out at sea, it cost the Navy $700,000 per day. So the Sea Hunter, Whoa. this automated ship, it costs $15,000 a day. It's a lot of sailors. It's a lot of savings. Okay. Yeah. I was reading further that the Navy like thinks that it's best to switch from they that what they say suck to blow. What they no, what they say was <laughs> what what they say is that right now they have a bunch of like pawn they have a bunch of bishops and knights. If you're looking at it, thinking about a chessboard. Okay. And they want to switch to having a tons of pawns. So having autonomous tons of autonomous pawns as the way to run the navy. Uh, is the future going to be autonomous nuclear like subs? I think I think it's going to be the whole thing is going to be autonomous. I mean, think, think about it. It's seven hundred thousand dollars a day to have a destroyer out at sea. It's only fifteen thousand dollars a day for this thing. Isn't it funny to think about the not funny? Isn't it wild to think about the amount of patrolling submarines? That are out currently there. happening, just patrolling like Russia and and Russia patrolling and, us and like the Indonesia and them patrolling us for national security. It's fucking insane. Wild stuff. It's wild stuff. We never know that as a civvy. <laughs> so last year, the DARPA Sea Hunter, <clears throat> Adam, it success it successfully navigated remotely, going all the way from San Diego to Pearl Harbor. So it and back. So by wow. itself, with no one on it, it took off from San Diego, went to Pearl Harbor, and then came back. That's a long route. It's a long route. That's all you have to fucking say. No, no, no. The ship, a ship, awesome. Adam. I'm sorry, my microphone's this a little fucked. This is the first of its uh, first of its kind to do it. Yeah. Holy shit! I'm gonna set the fucking DARPA Sea Hunter on you. I mean, it, it's really awesome. So, did you it? In your research on robot dogs, this is basically what came up as well. I started robot dogs, and then I went to robot robot warfare. Is Boston and, Dynamics involved in the submarine? Uh, well? It was a different company, but okay. I, I forget. So, and and this thing, it, it works like it has. It's already do. It can do a trip like for thousands of miles, hundreds hundreds of thousands, like super fucking far, and come back. It's crazy. We already have one out there. It's unmanned. There's nothing in it. Yeah, that that is totally scary and crazy. But you know, just like land warfare, I'm sure that sea warfare is going to be autonomous as well, with all the the issues that come up there. That brings me to new dinosaurs, Adam. Okay, are you good? I am good. I'm now good. <laughs> new dinosaurs. Pale paleontologists in Argentina last week. Wait, I'm so sorry. Before you start with new dinosaurs, can I just do one thing? Can I ask you one thing about the subs mm -hmm. before we move on. This is what they're playing on the autonomous that's sub. what they're playing that's what the sub is playing to itself as it goes it's just playing this song to itself inside of its own speakers when it sees a russian oh, cut sub, off i can't believe it cut off it's like I'm, I'm captain jack sparrow i'm jack fucking sparrow okay you can keep going now new dinosaurs has been found adam in argentina last week mm -hmm. it's a new meeting dinosaur named luca lucalin alicronanius and that's exactly, that's exactly how what it's That's named. exactly what it's named. Oh, it's an Alicananius. It's an Alicananius. Yankties. <laughs> Lukaku Yankties. A Lukaku Yankties. A Lukaku Yankties, which prowled through modern-day Argentina 80 million years ago. Yeah. The creature. The Yankties. The Messias? Yeah. The, the, the Lukaku Yankties. The Lionel Messias? Both of these nuts grew to 16.4 feet in length, and, had a, and it has a head that looks like a, an iguana. So if you, just, <laughs> if you picture awesome. an iguana that is 16 feet long... <laughs> 
That's pretty much what this thing looks like. That's so uh, sick. It's most prominent feature. It's huge. It's most prominent feature was it had super, super good hearing. It was much better than a lot of predators back then. Yeah. They know, you know what they say about super, so, good, super good hearing, right? That was last week. What did they say about super good hearing? Super big penis. That's fucking right. New, and that brings me to my final one. New fundamental law of physics discovered. Maybe you've seen stuff about this. I have a quick gripe on this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like this new fundamental law of physics has discovered. It's, a, it's probably the biggest deal. It's, it's a huge deal. Okay. But <laughs> even though it's a huge deal, it's complete and utter nonsense. <laughs> okay. Why? Like when you, try, when you try and read it, I mean, as like a normal, when we try and understand this, it's like this huge new law. And it's like, <laughs> I, don't, I have no idea. This is the best. I have a paragraph. This is the best I've come up with after like two hours of reading. Okay, Again, okay. this is a dude who holds his pencil like a gorilla. Yeah, let's hear, let's hear what you have to say, gorilla pencil. A team of physicists studying the behavior of short-lived particles called muons sent them hurtling around a particle accelerator. What's a muon? Is that, is that related to a quark? It is like a, smaller than an atom? It's, an, it's a heavier electron. It's, so it's subatomic? Well, there's probably a ton of information about it. Not totally sure. What it, again, but here's the thing is like, if you read a paper and they're like, let's explain the muon. Now we're five pages in and now we're, now we're, you know what I mean? Are you sure it's not Wuhan? Is that what they meant to call it? A team of physicists studying the behavior of short-lived particles called BOFAs, Yankees, or muons, whichever one you want. What's up with the muons? Sent them hurtling around a particle accelerator, Adam, as I already said. The muons didn't do what they were supposed to do. And based on our current physics model, which is called the standard model, and it is the best blueprint we have to understand the building blocks of reality... This observation of what the muon did when it went around the particle accelerator. Okay. It basically breaks the standard model of physics. Oh, with like how it moved? Yeah. So we, so, the, and the the best model, again, the best model we have of physics, I'm a fucking gorilla, honestly. I'm a fucking gorilla. Mm -hmm. The best model of physics that we have right now mm -hmm. is called the standard model of physics. Okay. It's the, it's the best blueprint we have to try and understand this weird world we live in. There you go. Physics 500 okay. right now, there. Now listen to fucking me. All right, you listen to fucking listen me. Listen to fucking me. The muon that these damn scientists sent around a particle accelerator. Yeah, it didn't behave like it should have. Shit. And that's a big fucking deal. So it and, broke, it broke and, our model. Yeah, it broke our model. And scientists are freaking out. They say that this could be worthy of a Nobel Prize. It's awesome. Um, it's awesome. So keep your eyes on it. That's fucking. And again, awesome. if you want to learn the technical details on it, do the. Damn, they won't be set the, on to nature. Do the damn legwork yourself. Yeah, they won't be set on to nature. I tell you, don't get it. But anyway, that's what that's what's up, basically. Do you think it's a Sofon from the aliens? I like that. Three body, the aliens th three, have three, three sent a Sofon to spy on us. I I think it's a Bofa. Do you think it's Bofa these nuts? Well, that that's a given. It's absolutely a Bofa. Adam. Yep. Stop for open kimono. All right. So let's do one more break, and then we will do open kimono. How many dick jokes do you know? It's the same all right here. Give the listeners all them. Howdies. 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 Bofa Yankees. Candace. Candace Johnson. You guys get it. Candace Johnson. Bofa. Bofa. Of. Bofa. D's nuts. <laughs> Yankees. Yank. D's nuts. That's it. Ligma. 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 You guys get it. Jerk my chicken. I, I have one. What? You hate mine. No, I came don't. up with this please, one myself. Please don't do no, it. No, people are getting it. I, no. Dixon. So you say like Dixon, South Carolina. Watch, watch. This is how you pull it off. This is how you pull it off. I've always wanted to go to Dixon. 
North Carolina. Always want to go to Dixon. Adam, now play into it. I think it. it's more of a South Carolina No, dude. Town. No, now play into it. What's Dixon? Dixon on your face. There you go. There it is. That's the kind of content that we like here. Okay. All right. Well, put it. This is the open command where we freely talk and discuss our final thoughts on the topic leading up to the imagination. Absolutely. I'm going to start. Yeah. Okay. So my, my open kimono is, I discussed, Adam, coffee pulp, coffee waste product that is helping the rainforest grow back, published last week. There is a ro- there are robot dogs going to be patrolling an Air Force base in Florida. The it's Classic there's, Florida. There's also a ship that has, is fully autonomous that, the, that we have, the U.S. has. That has gone from San Diego to Pearl Harbor and back without anyone driving it. And it plays Jack Sparrow to itself. There's a new dinosaur that was discovered last week in Argentina. That looks like a 16-foot iguana. And a new fundamental law of physics. The muon broke the standard law of physics that we have. This was published in the last couple weeks. And it could be a huge fucking deal. Adam, what is your open kimono? And Virunga. Virunga Park Rangers, you guys are amazing. When you open your cigar box... Before you crack the lid, see if you can look inside to see if there's anything actually in there. Or if the simulation is rendering the cigars right when you open it. Try to peek behind the curtain of our reality to see if we're fucking living in a dream world, Neo. There you go. Guys. Guys. Again, we have sick-ass mugs, sick-ass diner mugs that we made. We were giving them away for free. Um, thank you so much for listening. Well, just, no, nothing in life is totally free. Nothing in life is totally free. Let me just say that if you do purchase a mug, we would really appreciate you to tag, to, to take a picture tag and tag our Instagram. But the mug is actually really nice. And I think it's a nice gift. Thank you ladies and gentlemen so much for listening and supporting us. Shout out to Sarah and her boyfriends. Shout out to the May, Kraken. Shout do, out to Camel Spider. Does Sarah like her boyfriends to tell a lot of dick jokes? No girl likes that. That is yeah. not something that a feminine they likes. They don't seem like they're big fans of the dick jokes. They don't. So maybe keep that inside. Why do dudes think it's so funny, though? I don't know. Guys, if you like the podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes, and we will see you next Just time. put Bofa in the review. Put Whoever Bofa puts Bofa in, re- in a review gets a free, gets t- three free mugs. That's true. <laughs> Just Bofa. <laughs> we love you guys.